0: hello hi hi hi
1: i i was trying to beat you to the high it never happens and
0: unfortunately i'm the one who hits record and can delete so you
1: you can't say hi first got the job has to be me
0: (laughs) there are a few privileges that come with being the the man behind the uh what is that the the screen the curtain the man behind the curtain or the man behind the green curtain that's that's me uh, so just let me say hi first. Um, and with that being said... How's it going? I'm Carol Ann. Hi,
1: this is uh, this is Matt.
0: And welcome back to another uh, shit episode of Boozed and Confused podcast.
1: Where we drink the booze and you get confused to why you're still listening.
0: And hopes come to die. Welcome. <laughs> you're amongst friends. Uh, so... We have a really interesting episode today. I would say it falls more into like the cultish side of things. I feel like we've done a lot of um, like corporate crime, a little bit of true crime.
1: Some of that crew crime. Yeah.
0: God. I, yeah. Some of that crew crime. I did say crew crime. I listened back to that episode. I did say crew crime. Yeah. And Um, I, you know. Actually, I got a text at like fucking eight o'clock in the morning. The day that that was published, saying it was crew time. So,
1: shout out. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, uh, thanks for that. Going off what you said, um, this topic from today is—it's been like a a minor obsession of mine over these last few weeks. It's oh, you wouldn't say it's like all I'm watching. It's all I'm <laughs> digesting. It's it's just this. Yeah. It's all I care about lately.
0: Yeah. So so it's it's me. Uh, Doing this episode, but before we get into today's episode, you know the drill. Uh, you can just fast forward like forty-five seconds if you really want to.
1: It's down to a science now. <laughs> all right, um, and go. go.
0: Okay, so if you uh, shit, what is it? If you are uh, we're uh, we're on all your favorite social media. <laughs> Reset the clock. <laughs> we're on all your favorite social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. I have no idea what's going on with youtube anymore it's like a black box to me it's essentially the equivalent in my mind of like my grandfather ending up with five facebook accounts uh so that's youtube to me but we're there
1: 25 seconds and
0: um, if you want to send us a message but you don't want to dm us on social media um you could always send us an email at BoostingConfusedPodcast at gmail.com always love to read messages no matter the platform uh, and always just like to connect with other little pods in our pod fam. Stop looking at your watch. I Three, know.
1: Two. God, one. I can't
0: work under these conditions. Um, the next is if you like this pod and uh, you want to support us, the best way that you could do that is by leaving us a review and or subscribing or following wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Smash that like button. <laughs> hit the subscribe. Yeah, uh, it's so cringe. Smash that bell. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know who it is. It's your boy.
0: <laughs> so fucking great. Another
1: crazy episode of Boozed and Confused. Uh,
0: Yeah. And um, if you do leave us a review and you take a screenshot and you send it to us, uh, we'll send you some Boozed and Confused stickers in the mail for free to your house, wherever, wherever you tell us to, to your no PO matter where box, you are in the world.
1: To that neighbor that you hate.
0: To your grandma's house at the retirement home, you know, anywhere anywhere so uh yeah and also just like tell people about us if you're not too embarrassed i get embarrassed sometimes about this pod i don't
1: talk about it to people
0: (laughs) so yeah it's a good choice um yeah the last one is what are you drinking
1: oh today well i think last week i was trying to summon fall Mm -hmm. by having the oktoberfests uh i'd say today um there comes a time in everyone's life when you when you buy a sampler pack of beer and you drink through everything that you wanted to drink and then everything you didn't really care to drink is just in the fridge and
0: it gets shoved to the back That's
1: kind of where we're at. Yeah. Um but that that said, um it's been a little warmer out so I figured you know a nice crisp lager wouldn't mm-hmm. wouldn't hurt. Uh this is a Golden State Cerveza from golden road brewing uh this came from one of our sample packs it was was a summer sampler so it's the end of the summer so it's appropriate yeah we're just wrapping up here yeah uh but to kind of spice it up a little bit i threw in uh, some lime and a dash of salt
0: i'm sure it tastes delicious oh it's
1: fantastic it's very refreshing yeah um would not drink this after a long time running or or something but uh it's pretty dang nice good what are yeah, you drinking that's
0: good. oh yeah i am drinking a Smithwick's red ale that's it that's the drink it's beer <laughs> it's i love Smithwick so much it's my my favorite actual beer that's not like ipa or anything best beer in the world um all right any anything else from you before we get into it
1: yeah yeah um i really want to find some of that fruity juice that all the Irish folks in Ireland put in their Smithics. Oh yeah. It's like a it's like a fruit punch or something, but it's it was insane. It was such if you're, a weird If you're one of so our so Irish
0: good. fans, could you just tell us what that is that what you is mix that? with the Smithics? What is it Thank you. Um all right, well before we get into today's episode, I wanna warn everybody we don't do content warnings super often. So you know this definitely has weight. Good morning. So today's episode covers sensitive topics like sexual assault, child abuse, and suicide. It's not like the entire episode; there are just mentions of it. Um, So if that's not your jam, I don't blame you. We'll see you next week. Uh, Otherwise, buckle up because this is a fucking wild ride. I feel so triggered when you count. The amount of times that I swear in an episode. It's literally in the disclaimer that there's adult language used. Probably by me. Probably by me. It's you. It is me. Anyways. All right. So if you have hopped on the bandwagon of popular Netflix documentaries. Actually, I think there's two. There's Keep Sweet, which is the documentary that we watched together and then there's keep sweet pray and obey which is like the docu series yeah
1: i think it was like four episodes on netflix
0: i can't tell if they're different or not because i've only seen the keep sweet documentary on hulu i think it was um but you've probably heard of either of them and if you have not uh they examine the rise of warren jeff's in the fundamentalist church of jesus christ of latter-day saints um and F-L-D-S. his ld <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a mouthful so we're just gonna say FLDS, flds from here on out um yeah and it talks about his criminal case and everything and it's it's absolutely wild um in the same breath kind of i used to watch a lot of escaping polygamy <laughs> for a period of time it was definitely a phase i do recall kind of this phase, like phase. vividly <laughs> Um, but like the folks in that show were from the Kingston clan. That's part of the LDC JC, which is the latter day church of Jesus Christ. Which I don't know how the fuck these are all different. Keep sweet focuses on Warren Jeffs and the FLDS, which is the fundamentalist thing that I just said. Um, but also really highly recommend escaping polygamy. It's a great show. Really good show. Um, so the amount of people who are involved in FLDS is unknown, but it's estimated to have around like six to ten thousand members throughout a bunch of different states like Arizona, Texas, Colorado, South Dakota, and British Columbia, which is they're even up there. Yeah, wow, <laughs> kind of interesting to and me.
1: I feel like it should be acknowledged that FLDS is an exceptionally conservative branch of Mormonism.
0: Yes. Oh yeah. Thank you for but that.
1: But does not match with what i would view as the average mormon individual yes
0: yeah that's a very fair disclaimer
1: yeah i wouldn't lump this is kind of like lumping the westboro baptist church with other christian groups
0: yeah okay that's yeah that's a very fair comparison thanks for that disclaimer um outside of those states that they have pretty well established uh, groups in They're developing communities in Sonora, Baja, California, and Oklahoma, which is interesting to me. So at a very high level, what you need to know about Warren Jeffs is that he's currently serving a life sentence plus 20 years, which I don't know how that works.
1: I think after you die, <laughs> you just they just leave, leave you your in body <laughs> in, in a room oh, for everyone to be like, Oh, that's stinky Warren. We call him now. <laughs> Stinky Warren
0: Um, for two felony counts of child sexual assault that he was convicted of in uh, 2011. And I would describe him as a cult leader. um, But I feel like that could be debated who you talk to.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't call I would never call Mormons no like cult that's not what cultists, i'm saying but i would call warren jeff's a cult leader
0: yeah that's exactly what i'm saying yeah i think the way that he goes about things is very um ooh, who's the um oh the uh, 700 the jonestown massacre right yeah, yeah i can't I, remember i knew his you were name.
1: gonna go to there but i very similar the guy tactics. with sunglasses yeah
0: yeah yeah that one Um, So Warren Jeffs himself was born in 1955 to parents Rulon and Marilyn. Rulon was the president of the FLDS church starting in like 1986. He had about 20 wives and somewhere around 60 kids. So this obviously runs in the family a bit. Um, And this is what Warren is born into. So Rulon dies in 2002. And there's not really a ton known about Marilyn for some reason. I haven't. I didn't, I mean, I like did not go to the library to do research, uh, but I did some, some searches and there's not really a ton known on Marilyn like there is Rulon, which is probably because she was one of 20 wives. So now that I think about it, so Warren grows up outside of Salt Lake City, Utah, he gets a position as a principal of an FLDS private school called Alta Academy in 1976. So let's do some quick math. 1976 minus 1955 means that he is 21 years old when he gets this uh, position as principal. <laughs> so it sounds like a very qualified individual.
1: I don't know how you get to run a school that age.
0: Uh, because your dad has connections. <laughs>
1: Daddy <laughs> said I could.
0: And it's an FLDS school, so... Uh, yeah, after what I'm sure was a very successful career as a principal, he becomes counselor to the church leader before his dad passes away. And I'm not gonna lie, counselor to the church leader kind of gives me like the assistant to the regional manager kind of some Dwight Schrute yeah. vibes. Yeah. Um, But his dad passes away, and that makes Warren the successor with an official title of president and prophet, seer, and revelator, as well as president of the priesthood. For some reason, those are like two separate things. Um, But after his dad dies, he tells high-ranking FLDS officials, I won't say much, but I will say this. Hands off my father's wives. He's like going pretty aggressive. Right after his dad dies.
1: These are my moms.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's like the kind of fucking weird thing, right? Right?
1: <laughs> well, I like I know where this is going. So I don't want to like cut out any of your content.
0: Yeah, you don't want to jump ahead to page 72 in my book. That's I just
1: hope his actual birth giver wasn't one that he picked up
0: i don't actually know but i should take that as a follow-up item from today
1: it's on the addendum
0: um so he is like addressing his father's widows after he dies and he says quote you women will live as if father is still alive and in the next room And uh, within a week, he had married all but two of his father's wives. One refused to marry Jeffs and was uh, prohibited from ever marrying again. And the other, who is Rebecca Wall, fled the FLDS compound. So it actually sounds like he might have married his mom. You
1: didn't mention his mom. Well, I don't know. His birth giver. They
0: don't name who the one is that refused to marry him and was prohibited from ever marrying again. Oh,
1: I'm, I'm really hoping I'm I'm hoping against hope.
0: Yeah, well we'll see. Um. So, uh, one of Rulon's former wives, uh, her name is uh, Naomi Jessup. She's one of the first of his former wives of uh, Warren's dad, Rulon. <clears throat> she uh, is the first one to marry Jeffs, uh, you know, became his like favorite wife and confidant basically because of that. Um, and you know, as the sole individual in the FLDS church with like the authority to perform marriages, Warren was responsible for assigning wives to husbands, um, because apparently that's common practice. So he also had the authority to discipline male church members for like, you know, whatever he decided they did wrong but he would punish them by reassigning their wives and their kids and homes to another man correct which is insane yes. um something that's interesting about the flds side that they talk about a ton in the documentaries is like land management on the operation side so they created something called the united effort plan uep um it, it, it's essentially like a church trust and under this trust like all of the um Families that were involved had their land and their homes in the trust, and they didn't own anything themselves. Um, so that meant that Warren Jeffs controlled almost all of the land in Colorado City, Arizona, and Hilldale, Utah, um, which was estimated to be worth over $100 million, which is insane. That's a lot of money. So, Utah courts end up intervening. Um, Assets were put into the custody of the court system, obviously, after a bunch of legal shit comes up. And they, side note, made a court decision in, like, 2012 that the land was going to be sold to the people who lived there. So, that was nice, at least. Fast forward a little bit to January 2004. Warren expels a group of 20 men from the Short Creek community Including the mayor, <laughs> and then reassign <laughs> their wives and children to other men in the community, which is.
1: Are these the lost boys? Yes. These are the lost boys. These are boys. some
0: of the lost boys. So, Jeff's like all of the leaders before him continued this standard within the FLDS, um, that faithful men must follow what is known as the doctrine of plural marriage in order to attain exaltation in the afterlife. And he specifically taught that a devoted church member is expected to have at least three wives in order to get to heaven, and the more wives a man has, the closer he is to heaven.
1: Well, that and, um, if I'm not mistaken, it's... You essentially become the god of your own planet.
0: Yeah, probably something. You become the god of your own planet. I'm sure Warren has said that at least once or twice.
1: Uh, I I think that's the doctrine.
0: Yeah. Very bizarre. Um. So it was really common for Warren to exile male teens and young men to just even reduce competition for brides. um, And then like reassigning the wives and children of excommunicated male followers. And so in the documentary, if you watch it, you'll hear him talk about the Lost Boys, which is what you had just mentioned. Um, And that's the term that they use for these young men who are excommunicated or just pressured to leave. They're usually accused of some kind of like disobedience. Families are basically brainwashed to believe like, yep, that's what's for the best. Like my son deserved to be, I don't know, excommunicated from the FLDS for whatever he did wrong because Warren can do no wrong. Warren wouldn't send him away. The prophet. Yeah, exactly. Warren the prophet. God, it's just so like it gives me the heebie-jeebies listening to how some of these people still talk about him after he's in jail and how much support he still has. That's very bizarre to me. I have like two conflicting sources here. So I guess they're not really conflicting. It's just you don't know which one to believe. So there's an estimate from 2004 that said that there are more than like 400 teenage boys who had been ostracized from the church for violating rules, loose quotes. Um, And a different source or different estimate puts that estimate around 400 to 1,000. So it's really a crapshoot as to how many young boys were sent away.
1: There's a lot. You're just throwing some dice, seeing what number you get at that point.
0: Yeah. And what's crazy is um, when I was reading about one of his own sons that he, I have like a little bit of notes on him later on, but um, when some of these boys are sent away, they are sent to go work sometimes for uh, maybe like Mormon business leaders or uh, business owners, and so they're pretty much like i don't i don't know if I would say like it's it's like forced labor basically yeah and i I don't say that lately so Um, in some cases, in like punishment, for example, you're sent away, you're forced to go work some sort of like construction job, maybe for a business owner that's Mormon in Iowa. And you maybe don't get paid for like weeks on end, you don't really have the opportunity to leave, you're still constricted to all of the rules that you would have within your compound of the FLDS, wherever you lived. Um, Yeah, it's wild, like actually saying that out loud versus what I was just reading it. It's like crazier the more you talk uh, about it.
1: Yeah, it's very insane.
0: Um, so as Warren reassigns wives and children, he's also arranging marriages for these men that are like, you know, left that he's trying to make room for. And sometimes to girls as young as thirteen. And one example of this was coercing a 14-year-old girl into marrying her 19-year-old cousin, Um, and the 14-year-old girl was Alyssa Wall. So she's 21 at the time of testifying in like the late 2000s. But she testified that she repeatedly told Warren at the time that she did not want to be married, and she was uncomfortable with sexual advances from her husband, Alan Steed, who was her first cousin. So Jeff. Uh Warren Jeffs advised her to just pray and submit to her husband because what else are you supposed to do? Um that she should learn to love him and bear his children or risk losing her eternal salvation. Um and what's worse is that when this happened in April of like 2001ish, she was actually pleading to Rulon Jeffs because he hadn't passed yet. Um and Rulon Warrens, you know Jeff Warrens dad, mm-hmm. Um, was sympathetic to her begging not to be married yet or just, like, have them choose another man for her. And it's Warren Jeffs that forces the marriage to go through. So, like, Warren Jeffs himself is actually more extreme than his father Rulon was from everything that you can kind of compare. So Warren gets arrested for this in 2006, Ends up on trial for this as an accomplice to child rape. Um, He was even on the FBI's top 10 most wanted fugitives list. People were offered like a $60,000 reward that they then bumped to $100,000. His brother, Seth, this is like a very complicated story that I did not write all the details for. But if you're interested, you could, I don't know, fucking read it on like the Wikipedia article. Um, but his brother, Seth, is convicted of harboring a fugitive and was sentenced to, like, three years probation. Um, they eventually get Warren back when he returns back to Colorado City to perform more child bride marriages. And he's pulled over during a traffic stop for, like, an issue with his license plates. That's I've, how they get you. I feel like that's how they always get you. It's that or taxes. Wasn't,
1: wasn't Warren Jeff's, like, I mean, he was, like, next to, like, Bin Laden. I'm sure he was like he was like if not the most wanted he was like number two or three yeah on that list I'll
0: have to go back and look at who else was on that list with him but imagine being such a piece of shit that you're like on the same list as Osama bin Laden that's a sad life well when they pull him over um, they find four computers 16 cell phones disguises including like three wigs 12 pairs of sunglasses um, and more than fifty-five thousand dollars in cash in his car.
1: Any dresses?
0: Um, they, I want
1: I want to see him in a dress.
0: <laughs> they did it—a dress and like maybe like pippy long stocking. like just something really unflattering yeah. on him. Yeah, and he still has like the I don't know, like gaunt look on his face.
1: He does have a look about him, doesn't he?
0: It's yeah, it's pretty pretty gnarly. Um, but he's with one of his wives. I'm not sure which one of like the 68. And um, his brother was with him in the car. And they're both questioned and released. But obviously, he remained in uh, police custody. So this gets a little bit complicated. He's wanted in more than just like one state for one thing. Utah was where he faced two first-degree felony charges of accomplice rape, Um, but Arizona is where he was indicted on eight counts of sexual misconduct with a minor and incest. So bear with me here. For his Utah case, he knew the marriage was unlawful. This is the 14-year-old married to her first cousin. Mm -hmm. Um, So he knew the marriage was unlawful because of her age, one, in general, and um, two, because first cousin marriages at that age cannot marry lawfully in utah just like for example when we went to go get our marriage certificate they definitely (laughs)
1: asked us are you was it first cousins or like are you related are
0: you first cousins because you can only get first cousin marriage privileges Um, at least in illinois or something yeah after you're past the age of being able to have kids so pretty much in like your 50s plus i think they're like okay go ahead
1: Go go wild, go you, for it, you sickos! Uh,
0: so um, the jury saw it as Jeff's encouraging another man to essentially rape Alyssa Wall. Um, that was like the arrangement that they had set up. So while this trial is going on, Jeff's confessed to immorality, quote unquote, with a quote unquote sister and a daughter more than like thirty years ago. Oh. But it's not really clear what he means by "quote unquote sister" yeah. because FLDS calls adult women sister. So
1: Yeah. Right. I was yeah. I was just going to say like that that word's kind of thrown about.
0: And he also like later recanted this and his lawyer was like, "No, no, he was not in a sound state of mind." But is he ever?
1: It doesn't sound like he ever was.
0: Yeah. Or he's just totally fine and he's just I don't know. Very uh, like
1: calculated. I mean, yeah. Like he either didn't know and it was just so locked into the way he was raised or he knew exactly what he was doing.
0: I feel like it's the latter. I'm
1: going to lean the latter.
0: Yeah, I'm going to lean the latter. So the jury in Utah finds him guilty. He's sentenced to prison for 10 years to life back in like 2007. But get this shit. So he starts serving his prison sentence. In 2010, the Utah Supreme Court Um, cites deficient jury instructions and reverses his convictions and orders a new trial. And they did that on the grounds that the trial judge should have told the jury that Jeffs could not be convicted unless he intended for Alyssa's husband to engage in non-consensual sex with her.
1: If she's saying from the get-go, I don't want to be with this person, I am uncomfortable with the thought of Uh, biblically being with this Mm -hmm. person Mm -hmm. and he goes no 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 no. you need to do it yeah also
0: just pray on it good luck
1: you'll go to hell if you don't do this and i'm not that's that's horrendous yeah
0: and i'm not sure what the age of consent is in utah i know that the like legal like legally she could not consent to marrying at 14 but some states i think do have an age of consent of like 14 but then you know it's like very
1: i think they've been i think uh, i know here it's 18 i know i think i think illinois Illinois it's
0: actually like 16 or 17 well
1: i I was gonna say like i know some states have like a year or two uh like the juliet laws whatever you call it Illinois. juliet was like she was like 13 years old. Yeah. In Romeo and Juliet. Yeah.
0: So the Utah age of consent um is is fifteen or younger. From, oh, 15 or sorry, younger. Sorry, no, 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 oh. sorry, no no. No, sorry. Oh. Sorry, there's very <laughs> I read I misread that. So you're considered a minor at fifteen or younger. The age of consent, according to this. Is somewhere between 16 and 18, depending on the source that you read. So,
1: that's not a reliable source.
0: No, it's not. Um, but also goes to show that at 14, she could still legally not consent. So, it just goes to show you what bullshit that was for them to overturn on that conviction. And um, another thing I wanted to mention is apparently in the Utah court system, it was not uncommon or may. Still, not be uncommon for, um, like the more conservative, like FLDS aligning Mormon judges to rule, um, or overrule certain uh cases like that if they found that the person who is like being convicted aligned with their views.
1: Look, when I was 14, I would ride my bicycle down like large slides. All right, I I would do st- st- just horribly stupid things when I was fourteen. How 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 can they go? Oh no no you can totally, yeah know what you're doing.
0: No, you can't, you can't. There's no way that you can. Um, so getting back to 2010, uh, on June 9th, 2010, um, th- uh, an Arizona judge, um, at the request of like a prosecutor named Matt Smith is dismissing all charges with prejudice against um, Warren Jeffs. And Smith said that the Arizona victims no longer wanted to testify and that Jeffs had spent almost two years in jail awaiting trial, which is longer than he would have received had he been convicted, which is disturbing. I feel like if you're going to go on trial and potentially go to jail for anything child abuse related child sexual abuse related like should be more than just a couple of years
1: your Your honor my client has been in jail longer than he would be if he were guilty which he's he's clearly not guilty let's let's let him out out. he's he get out of here hasn't
0: he done his time you're
1: fine he's a good boy
0: god So, So combined with the pending charges against Jeffs in Texas, Smith concluded that it would be impractical and unnecessary to try Jeffs in Arizona. So, then he was returned to Utah, and at the same time, um, his appeal of the 2007 conviction was still pending. And then... August 9th of 2011, Jeffs was convicted in Texas on two counts of sexual assault of a child uh, involving a 12-year-old and a 15-year-old that he claimed were his spiritual wives. Um, I don't know what the fuck that means. Uh, it does not sound great. Um, so he's sentenced to life in prison for this. And he will be eligible for parole uh, 2038.
1: Oh, so that's still... It's like a minute away. That's, yeah. That's, that's quite a while still. Yeah.
0: So while he's in jail, and this spans from his time in Utah to time in Texas, um, he has attempted suicide. He's gone through hunger strikes. He was ordered to be force fed. Um, he was placed into a medically induced coma after like excessive fasting. Um, he apparently had like some sort of mental breakdown in like 2019-ish. Um a couple years after a woman had like accused him of abusing her and he was supposed to start like some trial shit for that. And then he had a mental breakdown and they were like, sorry, he can't.
1: Oh, he's, he's too frail. He's too weak. Yeah. He's per- been through pretty enough. Pretty
0: The, uh, and actually he had a lot of support from the, um, like FLDS. Uh, I can't say leaders cause he is the leader, the FLDS community against the person who is accusing him. Um and speaking of that, so while he's serving jail time, he still has tons and tons of support and visitors from the FLDS and it's actually assumed that he's still running the church and arranging marriages while he's in prison.
1: Right, like during their allotted time to visit, he's um in the Keep Sweet and Pray the Netflix uh series. I believe it's his brother Visits him and he is like inscribing the words of the prophet. Yes. Um, And I think at one point he says like, I've been, um, you know, he's, he's basically saying he's like Moses who in the Bible, he, he brings the Israelites out of Egypt. uh, But due to some of his actions, he's not allowed into the promised land he he feels like he's on that same kind of like vibe as 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 moses but yeah totally right people still visit and uh he he, like, he sings to them
0: oh i remember that you, yeah you yeah. were there for that part he, like, yeah. he
1: sings them sings to them and yeah
0: it's, it's one terrible and two just like very creepy it's yeah it's very strange um what is I guess kind of getting to like the more heartbreaking part of this as we get into some of the more personal stories. Um, He obviously does not have that same level of support from some of his family members who have left uh, FLDS. So one of his wives is named Brielle Decker. Um, So she grew up in the FLDS in a family with 14 kids under two moms. She was Warren Jeff's 65th wife before they divorced. 65th. Yeah. Yeah. And again, he's got like 78 wives. So what the fuck? Anyway, so she was forced to marry him at age 18. Um, She said she suffered years of abuse and torment from Warren and other FLDS members, um, tried at least 10 times before to escape, and then finally managed to escape by climbing out of a window and just running barefoot to safety, which good for her. Um, And she did a TED Talk about like, rewriting your story that I think I have linked in the show notes, so you should definitely check it out if you're interested in that. It would be a YouTube link. I think she also wrote a book. Can't say that I've read it, but she, um, you know, tries to have, like, a good sense of humor about things and, like, be honest about her story. So, uh, definitely, definitely read, uh, or, you know, look out for her TED Talk if you're into that. Um, Warren has a nephew named Brent Jeffs who filed a lawsuit in 2004 um, that Jeffs had raped him in the late 1980s on the compound. Um, So he wrote the memoir lost boy, um, which recounts alleged incidents of child sexual abuse uh, that was inflicted upon him by Jeffs and his brothers and other family members committed when Brent was like five or six. Um, So his brother claim, committed suicide after accusing Jeffs of sexually assaulting him as a child. And um, two of Jeff's nephews and two of Jeff's own children have also publicly claimed to be sexually abused by him. Um, so obviously heartbreaking and, and very sad. And the last one is his son, Roy Jeffs, who is one of his like 60 plus kids. Um, so he was one of the first of the kids to actually leave and accuse his father of sexual abuse, and he was the one that I was talking about. Who, um, the it's like this whole very complicated story. I won't get into a ton of detail about his life, but he had it really, really hard, and um, you know, especially because he said his mom was not one of Warren's favorite wives, which made the entire family's life harder. Um, and you know, he was separated from his family numerous times, with and without his mom on different occasions. So at one point he had gone to his dad um, saying that he was attracted to like some of his dad's wives and his dad pretty much like sent him out um, and he became one of those workers like on a mm-hmm. random right. like construction site in Des Moines, Iowa, um, where he hadn't like talked to family in two years and was like super isolated. So. He left FLDS in about 2014 after he ran off of a job site that he was on. He purchased a one-way bus ticket to Salt Lake City from Des Moines, Iowa, which is where he was on that like construction site. Um, and he unfortunately committed suicide right before his 27th birthday in 2019. Um, he, if you're interested in his story, there's some notes in here. There's like a CNN article that he did an interview on. Um very sad situation but um yeah I mean Warren Jeffs is a super fucked up individual and I'm I don't know I guess just watching the news headlines to see what happens next
1: Yeah I hope he kind of rots
0: Yeah I I hope so too Um but that is that is it for today's episode If this topic is at all interesting to you I have a ton of links in the show notes um that all also have like links within them for you to go down this rabbit hole like we kind of did and then go watch the keep sweet documentary on hulu and then docu series on netflix pray. yeah yeah Get i guess they're like two different ones um but yeah that is uh today's episode i don't like ending on like a sad heavy note but I'm not going to, like, sit here and make jokes after what a fucked up story that just was. So. All right. Well, that is that is it. That is today's episode.
1: Here's to happier topics. Here's. Yeah. Here's, here's to, to happier days. Something
0: a little bit lighter next week. So
1: may may his corpse stay in jail for 20 years. For 20 after years. He dies. Yeah.
0: There we go. All right. We'll see you all next week. Ta-ta. Goodbye.